Welcome to Light the Lamp here on Duck Stream, presented by Gettle. I'm your host, Alexis Downey. Exciting news. Gettle is now the official HVAC partner of the Anaheim Ducks and the Honda Center. Keeping things cool on the ice and warm at home. Gettle, your trusted HVAC and plumbing partner. Visit gettle.com slash ducks for exclusive promotions. G-O-E-T-T-L. We make comfort easy to spell. Coast to coast, nonstop action. This is the premier source for National Hockey League news. Scores, highlights, and the Anaheim Ducks. It's time to light the lamp with Alexis Downey. Today, I'm very happy to welcome Ray Ferraro, hockey analyst for ESPN, on to light the lamp. Ray, thanks so much for fitting us in your busy schedule. We're super glad to have you finding some time and able to join us. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. I was was in L.A. last night for the Kings game and flew home early this morning to Vancouver and you know we get about two days of snow per year and this is it and it's a mess (laughs) I would have much rather been down in LA stayed down there that would have been nice (laughs) that's been the story of everywhere as of late I mean the weather has been crazy well and and of course for you know for somebody you know in their job like I am you travel a lot Mm -hmm. so the first part of the winter was really kind of awesome you know, like there was never thought of a flight delay or anything. And now we're, we're kind of right in the middle of it. Right. And so you're every, every day I wake up and I take a look at where my flight's going and I hope to heck there's not a storm rolling through there. So been, been lucky so far, but once a year, you always get, you get zapped with one, of with a big one somewhere. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, in kind of looking at where we're at right now, I mean, January is always kind of an interesting time for the NHL season. You know, it's the halfway point, but players still have all-star break looming and all of that. So in just knowing where the season is at at this point, you know, what what is your impression of what we've been able to see so far? Well, I, I think a lot of it, um, as I watch anyway, is that there. In in the past, you could really get a good indication on like who's who's probably going to be in the playoffs, who's not going to be. Yeah, I mean, of course, there's always a couple of teams that are, you know, pushing and shoving to get their way in. But this year, you know, outside of the teams that are that are building, right? You know, your your Chicago's and Anaheim and San Jose in particular, um, Ottawa found themselves in this mess as well, which they didn't think they were going to be. But for the most part, there's like seven or eight teams fighting for two or three spots. And so what generally is a, what, you know, as you mentioned, a low in the season, mm-hmm. there really, there really can't be, and teams can't let themselves start to daydream a little bit about the all-star break because these points are going to be critical. And mm-hmm. in, in past years, maybe not so much, right. You've been, you've been able to, you know, have a little bit of a lull and then catch up again. And this year, it seems like if you, if you get hit with a big one, you're, you might not catch back up. Mm -hmm. And so I I remember, you know, from, you know, from my playing days that you'd get your schedule and didn't matter if you were a great player or just a fringe guy. First things you looked at were Christmas break and (laughs) all-star break. And Mm -hmm. you're like, okay, where are we going to be? What kind of break can we have? And so now you're getting into that time where, everybody's looking for just, man, just a little bit of energy, a couple of days off, a little bit of sun. In most cases, the guys head south pretty quick and, Mm -hmm. and you can fall asleep here. Like these are, these are important games. And you're like, yeah, you know, I get 10 days to the break and 
you know, a lot of people are looking forward to it, but it mm-hmm. is, I don't recall it being as, as tight as this. I mean, there's been some extraordinary storylines already, but, and there'll be lots more in the second half. Of those storylines so far, what's been the most intriguing to you that you've been following this season? Oh, Edmonton mm-hmm. by far. I, I think most people had, had the Oilers as their pick to at least get, you know, to the Western conference final, like deep into the playoffs. And mm-hmm. of course there's so many variables and all that. And then they start the year three, nine and one, they lose the first game of the year, eight, one in Vancouver. And it's a mess to the point that they have to fire their coach, which, you know, is such an odd thing because it's the second time the same team basically has had to fire the coach in the, you know, in the first couple of months of a season. And like they did when they, when they hired Jay Woodcroft, they went on a on a big tear. Now they hired Chris Knobloch to replace Jay Woodcroft, and they've been on this remarkable run. And last night I'm doing I'm doing the game in LA, and you know they finished first, and all of a sudden Edmonton's leapfrogged the Kings into third place in the in the Pacific. It's just um, to me, it's just amazing that not that they're in third place. It's amazing that they could have been so bad and put themselves in such a hole that they were near the bottom of the Western conference standing. Like mm-hmm. that was just like unfathomable to me. And so that's, that's certainly one of the stories that, you know, I, I would say the main one that has caught my attention. There's lots of amazing stories. Vancouver is, has had a great first part of the you know first half of the season. Winnipeg has, has outkicked their coverage and uh, really surprised a lot of people. Uh, in the East, you'd look at Philadelphia and and can't help but be impressed with with the job that they've done there for a team that not many people gave too much hope for at the start of the year. So those are some of the I'd say the the top stories or the most prevalent stories I'm looking at. Yeah, you mentioned Winnipeg there too. I mean, nine and one in their last ten games, they've really been turning it on. But what do you think it is about that team that's made them so successful? Well, it's not, it's not one thing. I think it's a, you know, in, I think we all like to pick one thing. Okay. That's the reason this team's doing great, or that's the reason this team stinks right now. And generally it's, it's more than a couple of things that Mm -hmm. kind of all come together. You got to go back to the summer when they bought out Blake Wheeler, their longtime captain. Um, They, you know, it seemed like, you know, Dubois, Pierre-Luc Dubois didn't want to be there anymore. So they had to find a trade for him. Yeah, Shifley and and Hellebuck, their two stars, were going into the last year of their contract, and it seemed like the way forward for Winnipeg was going to be to trade a lot of what they had and try and kickstart a rebuild. Except they went the other way, and they got both Hellebuck and Shifley signed. You know, Wheeler left as a free agent after he was bought out and went to went to the Rangers. They made the big trade with LA that has been aces for them. Mm-hmm. And so all those things have kind of come together. And I think the the players had some angst about what was coming down the road. And now they know their number one centerman is going to be there for seven years. The best goalie or one of the best five goalies in the game, he's going to be there for the next seven years in, in Connor Hellebuck. Mm-hmm. Like there's, there's a real stability there to, to what they've accomplished. And I, I think more than that, um, you know, Rick Bonus is a, a longtime veteran coach and he's seen pretty much everything, but he's really found a way to connect a style to the team that fits. Mm-hmm. And 
I mean, they ha- they haven't given up three goals, I think, in in over a couple of months. It which is, can you imagine? Like yeah. every game you play, you give up three goals or less. And <laughs> I think it's they're upwards of thirty games with it now. And so it's been a it's been a great run for the Jets. And just a reminder that we have exciting news. Gettle is now the official HVAC partner of the Anaheim Ducks and the Honda Center. Keeping things cool on the ice and warm at home. Gettle, your trusted HVAC and plumbing partner. Visit Gettle.com slash Ducks for exclusive promotions. G-O-E-T-T-L. We make comfort easy to spell. And also in talking about teams, of course, we have to mention the Anaheim Ducks. Just where do you think they're the organization is and just the way that they've been able to build this year with so many young pieces. Well, that's unfortunately with young guys is there's ups and downs and some guys hit and some guys don't, and some guys mature slower than you, you might like, you know, like you, you'd like everybody to race along at a, you know, a, a pace that you say, Oh man, they're all ready to play and they're all ready to, to contribute. But, in a lot of cases, it's just, it's a hard league and it just doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, you, you, it's pretty easy to look at Anaheim and, and see what Pat Verbeek is, is trying to do there. And, you know, he wants a, he wants a bigger team. He wants a stronger team. He wants a, a team that's going to, you know, be, have, have skill in the core, but uh, a backbone to their team. I mean, I, I played with Pat and that's how Pat played. That's mm-hmm. how, you know, he, he worked with Steve Eiserman for so many years. That's how Steve likes to try and put his teams together. And, and I think the, the blueprint's pretty clear is what they're trying to do. I mean, I, I, you don't have to be a, you know, a genius scout or anything to, to note that, man, they really hit a home run with Leo Carlson. Mm-hmm. And that, I mean, what's he going to be in two years, right? When he gets a little bit of man strength and, a little bit more experience. I mean, he already looks like he's a pretty seasoned guy and he's, you know, he's just 18 years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Leo Carlson certainly been a really exciting piece to watch this season so far in his development as a part of Pat's plan for him. But you mentioned playing alongside Pat Verbeek. Do you have any good stories from those days with him? I, I have a lot. Uh, <laughs> and so Pat and I are, you know, back in the day, I guess, were relatively similar in temperament. <laughs> um, now, Pat was way tougher, way tougher. And, you know, I, I think he's got a thousand points and 3000 penalty minutes or <laughs> 500, 500 goals and 3000 penalty minutes, which is hard to do. Mm-hmm. And th- the one thing with, with Pat was, you know, he's for his, for the era we played in and the style that he played with, he was undersized. Like there's no way it should have worked, but there wasn't a fight that he was going to lose or at least go down trying. He could score. He could play with really good players. He could play up and down the lineup, whatever they needed. He played both sides. He was, uh, I roomed with him a little bit. And Mm. back then, of course, there was no streaming services or anything. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So, if he if he wanted to watch a hunting show or a fishing show, that's what we watched. <laughs> which I don't hunt and I don't fish, and I couldn't get the remote from him, so that's what we watched. <laughs> oh, that's awesome! I love to hear that. Uh, in looking at your position with ESPN, serving as you know one of the the lead game analysts, how has that been? And just being a part of that crew, you know, in the last couple of seasons. 
Well, I, I mean, I, I love what I do. I'm super lucky to, you know, I kind of fell into it. I didn't, it's mm-hmm. not like I had any real grand plan. I, like a lot of guys, unfortunately, I guess, as you get near the end of your career, I'm thinking that I'm going to play forever, but knowing that I'm not going to, and that eventually you got to do something else. And, um, at the time, uh, ESPN, uh, had the hockey contract. It was in the late nineties. I was still playing for the Kings and they asked if I wanted to come in and, and do, uh, do some studio work. So I went in and John Butchergrass was hosting with Barry Melrose on NHL tonight. I didn't have a clue what I was doing. I did it <laughs> for two weeks, you know, cause the Kings were out of the playoffs. So, mm-hmm. you know, getting to, or being on a team that wasn't going to play in the playoffs actually helped jumpstart what has become a, a great second career. And I did it for a couple of, couple of weeks and they said, Hey, do you want to come back next year? And so I, I came back the next year for a month. And then when the, when my career came to an end, I, I got an offer to audition for the Edmonton Oilers color job. I'd never done any games. I didn't even, I didn't have no idea what I was doing. And somehow they must not have had too many options because I got the job and, um, man, that was 22 years ago. I, you know, it's like, it's crazy how fast it is. So I've long circle comes around. I get to get back to ESPN. I, I really enjoy the people I work with and, um, we're, building a way that um you know that that we want the games to be telecast and we're building our own knowledge and our own style and um you know we we think we're getting better at it and we think we're pretty good at it and we're but what i like there is like there's never uh oh that's good enough Mm. you know like there's always a little push to how can we be better how can we what can we do next what's the what's the better way to look at a, like the all-star game coming up? It's like, mm-hmm. how can we do that better? And so I, I like the challenge of it. And I don't, you know, I, when the challenge goes, I guess it's time to try and figure out something else to do. Is there anything that we can look forward to about the all-star weekend that might be on the docket for you? Well, you know, what's crazy about that you ask is I was on a flight this morning. So I missed the conference call with, <laughs> all the, um, <laughs> all the particulars. Mm-hmm. So I've got to watch this before, before I could tell you about it because I don't know <laughs> yeah. what I, what I do know is that the skills competition is going to be awesome mm-hmm. that, you know, you've got 12 guys that are, you know, the very best in the game. Um, and they're competing for a million dollars and it's, um, it's going to be fun. It's, it's going like, again, it's going to be the very best players. It's mm-hmm. not like it's going to be, uh, random guys that play here or there. It's, you know, it's Connor McDavid, it's Nathan McKinnon, it's Elias Pettersson, it, um, uh, David Posternock, Austin Matthews. Like you just basically, you pick the 10 best players in the game and they're all going to be in this, in this skills thing. And so I think the skills is going to be awesome. And, uh, the game is always, you know, the guys are having fun. It's the end of their weekend and they're going to, have some fun, but, um, it'll be in Toronto and I think it'll be really well received. Toronto is just the best spot for that. I mean, the, one of the hockey centers of the entire world, uh, I can't imagine it's going to be such a big and exciting event. I'm sure for so many people that are going to be there. Well, there's a lot of people that are, you know, with the way the league is now, the league is bigger, of course, Mm -hmm. you don't get to see, um, players from the Eastern or Western conference. If you live in the other on the other side. And so 
all those stars from the West in Toronto, they see them once a year. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be in their backyard. There's going to be fan fests. And I know that much about it. I don't know a whole bunch more, but I do know that um, the, the two years we've done it has been really fun. And in Toronto, will be um, it'll be a great show. It really will. Can't wait to watch it in just a few short weeks. Ray, I also want to ask you about your podcast with Darren Dreger. You're now on season five of it, but how has that show, you know, evolved since its inception? Well, like, like most things, when you start it, like just think about the, you know, when it, when you like do anything the first couple of times, like you learn to drive or you, learn to cook a meal or anything like you don't have a clue what you're doing. (laughs) And that's how we started. We didn't, we really didn't have any idea what the formatting should be. We didn't know about um, the analytics of how a podcast is received. And then, and really the, the way that you, I mean, you could have the best podcast in the world, but if you don't interest the sponsors who don't feel like they're getting bang for their buck, then you don't make any money at it. Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, okay, well, we'd love to do a podcast. It would be nice to get paid at some point too, right? <laughs> and so yeah. we kept like we kept like shaping it and I I gotta give Dregs a lot of credit. He's kinda like the that's that's right up his alley. I'm I'm more like the opinion guy and stuff like that. And but Dregs is he's more the business side. He lines up the guests. We've had some amazing guests. We just had Nick Foligno on this week. Mm -hmm. And for people that are listening, if you don't know much about Nick Foligno and why he's so well-respected around the league and in Chicago and why he just signed a couple-year extension, just listen to it. Because we hung up and, you know, Nick went on his way and we we were just blown away with just the way he is. Mm -hmm. He's he's just an infectious personality. It was a... we have a lot of fun doing it. We we do them twice a week and we really have a lot of fun doing it. Where can anyone listening find the podcast? Uh, anywhere. Anywhere you find your podcast, <laughs> you can find it. Uh, like literally, you know, I know a lot of people say that, but if you click on your podcast icon mm-hmm. and type in Ray and Drake's podcast, you're going to find it. Awesome. awesome. And it's, uh, and it's, again, it's like, it's been such a learning thing for both drags and I, mm-hmm. but it's really fun to do. Like we, we really enjoy it. And there's, you know, we, we're both pretty busy and we kind of shoehorn it in and, but you're like, it's one of those things like, yeah, you're busy, but this is one of the things that you, that's fun to do. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's really what we, what we feel about the podcast. Well, Ray, it's been so awesome to have you on the show today. Looking forward to seeing everything that All-Star Weekend has in store. And your work with ESPN has been great to follow. And also you being a part of the Canucks this, you know, this year, too. So thank you for taking the time today. We really appreciate it. Thank you very much. It's been a great few months of the season. We look forward to the back half. And uh, I'm looking forward to All-Star Weekend, too. It's always, always fun to be there. Thanks for listening to this episode of Light the Lamp. I am Alexis Downey. Come back again next time for more hockey talk on DuckStream presented by Gettle. And get your home cozy with Gettle Rejuvenation for just $129. We'll prep your HVAC for the season so you're ready to cheer on our ducks. Call 866-671-9822 or visit gettle.com slash ducks. G-O-E-T-T-L. We make comfort easy to spell. This is an Anaheim Ducks original production on Duck Stream.